All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Conversion Code Podcast. I am your host, Travis Halverson, joined with my co-host, Mr. Ryan Netter. Hi, Ryan. Hello. Nice no hat. Still today, not gonna. Dude. It's still not gonna be. Oh, no hat. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that, dude. I'm no, sorry. I'm not tra- trying hair. to draw attention to him. My bad. Jeez. My bad. Ryan, what are we talking about today? Database segmenting. We went into, you know, database mining guys and we, you know, using all these words in reality, we really don't give a fuck what we name it. We just need to listen and take these steps and apply them. It's really true because if you think about it, more and more, all it comes down to is if you're selling more houses, I don't care how you're doing. (sighs) But I can tell you if you don't have an actual process or if you don't know where to find your leads, then you're going to have a fucking struggle for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, database segmentation um, or segmenting your database into kind of like buckets Buckets, or like pawns, for instance, if you're a follow-up boss user. Um, Yeah, I mean, you really need to think about it as a more general idea. And I just told told Nick about this was, um, did you ever write essays in high school and college? Of course. Okay, do you remember when they were talking about like the... Like the funnel of the first paragraph in an essay, you have like the uh, what is it, the keyhole the method? Hu- what well, is it? Yeah, and then you're like a hook. How do you start with the hook? How do yeah, you get yeah, the yeah. bio? And how yeah. do you give? So you start with like, and that's what I was always saying. You start very general, and mm-hmm. you be more specific. So it's the funnel. Yeah, the funnel of what it was. So um, I always think about it and just putting people into different buckets. So I mean, you have your trash pond, like you have your pond that is less, like a little bit more than trash. So you have your pond that might be tied to an agent or something. Then you have like just your actual pond that's in your name. Um, and then you have, like, for instance, what we do, I mean, we have a call list. I mean, we have pawns that are just higher likely chance to answer the phone. So we move those people around in those different buckets. Uh, oh, uh, and real quick, just to back up, Travis, is when everybody goes into pawns, I mean, they're always looking at, I mean, it, normal is, oh, this pond, it's just we don't know what's in it. Dude, I hate that shit, right? man. It makes no sense to me. How do you not know what goes in here? Because if I was to come into your database and I was to look at your database and I say, okay, if I go into this pond, what can I say to that? Exactly. Like, well, I mean, you can say this or you can say that. I'm like, that doesn't, that doesn't, what you just said to me doesn't make any fucking sense. I want to be able to look at your database and I want to be able to, I want to be able to, I don't want to have to overthink what I'm going to do with it. I want to no. be able to go into here and know that I can say whatever I want. And have a template for it and do yeah, it consistently. Exactly. Because the thing is, is if you have like thousands of people in a certain location in your database and I ask you what it is and you can't tell it to me in like, I don't know, five seconds. If you can't explain something to me in five seconds, especially when it comes to like segmenting your database, like I, you're probably not doing it right. Yep. Like realistically, you're not doing it right. Yep. And I get it. That's the cool part about stages and the cool part about tags, like within certain CRMs. It's that's going to take it from a more general sense of like the pawns and like moving those pe- people around to being more like specific, which you have your stages. So like yep. now with inside your pawns, you're going to have stages. Those stages are going to be people like based off of like time frame or it could be based off of communication time. Um, and then you go into it even more so you have tags. So, I mean, with inside those pawns, mm-hmm. you have the stages, then you have the tags. So you could essentially have multiple people inside a stage that are more specific inside the pond. And people don't understand it, but it's like, why wouldn't you want your data bus set up that way? I mean, realistically, why wouldn't you? You could have someone who is a hot buyer who, or who once was a hot buyer, but they have certain criteria that needs to be followed when I was to talk to them. So, yeah. okay, fine, I have a hot lead. But now I have the hot lead looking in a specific zip code. You know what I mean? And now if I had multiple hot leads looking in a specific zip code, then I know the conversation piece that I'm going to have with those leads. So, I mean, you just got to be smart about which way you're going to go about it or it starts to turn into a fucking mess. Interesting. What do you think about it? No, I mean, it's just when it comes down, I mean, the different buckets. Yeah. I mean, no matter what, I think that's where everybody's like, hey, Travis, I'm well, I'm running this lead gen. 
you know, how do I communicate with it? And everybody's always asking. And like you say, I really don't care. I'm communicating with all the same way until it belongs into one of those buckets. Exactly. Right. And then, you know, a different strategy can go into that bucket if you know that person. And these different buckets, guys, from different team level to individual agent. What you just brought up there is if this is a hot lead, but it has a different criteria, I get that there's a lot of like that's too much moving around. But if you start to date like segment your database the way that you think your brain works with things, that's OK mm-hmm. as well. Sure. Right. If you just said that's a hot buyer, but you know that these are people that their credits fucked. Why not create a whole bucket that every time you're going and keeping the cadence of consistently com- com- communicating with those leads, you're talking about their credit. Exactly. And that's like the <laughs> thing I see people that have also like a mass amount of stages that don't make fucking sense. Either. Yes. Which is crazy because there's like even the Zilla Flex stages that are like attempted contact, showing contact, um, <laughs> with like appointments set, appointment met. Like well, they want to know everything request. that's happening. But you know, that's, that's still, what I, know. I get that. But the thing is, even before Zilla Flex, people still had those types of no, stages. No, no, I know. It's, it was the original like, model. It was yeah, the model it was, yeah. it was built off of. Exactly. The original model, which is shitty because it's like you guys got to understand, like, that's too confusing for an agent. If I can't even ask an agent to move a lead from lead to hot or lead to cold or even lead to not interested, I can't expect an agent to put them through the entire cycle of a, like of the entire like buying structure of like, mm-hmm. all right, lead, then appointment set, now appointment met, now showing homes under contract. That's so many different fucking stages that don't actually mean anything. I have them in one stage. I'm going to continue the communication based off that. Yeah, because again, when you said attempted contact, now when's the next one that you're going to attempt another contact? Exactly. It's like <laughs> if you don't know the cadence in which you're going to do it, and that's why it's like you treat everybody the exact same. It's like, and that's why I said I don't care what source it is. If it's in my database, I'm going to try and build a relationship from the ground up. Yeah. Like, and I just told someone that the other day. I'm like, listen, like, well, this lead is uh, this, this, and this, and I moved him over here. What are you, what are you guys going to do with it? I'm like, oh, I'm going to pretend it's unresponsive because I've never actually personally had a conversation with them. I don't give a shit if you've had a conversation with them. Like, I don't. Yeah. That's fantastic. I'm not reaching out from your phone number. They think. I'm, I'm Travis. Like, I'm going to reach out to them, and I'm going to try to form a relationship from nothing. Yeah. So, therefore, I'm not going to even refer back to the criteria that you brought up previously because that might have changed. We don't know. So, I mean, it's just – but the thing is, though, is I still need to know that information. Like, I need to know, like, hey, at one point in time we had communication with this lead. Great. I'm going to bring up the fact that we might have talked to you in the past. However, I'm Travis. I'm brand new here. I'm just trying to clean out our database, and I'm trying to just, like, clean up all information. Um, are you still looking for property or are you putting things on a back burner? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just asking type of Well, and I like think, that. Travis, maybe one quick thing that probably allows people to understand is we can even go into it is a lot of people challenge us on that's an active client. That's my stage active Holy client, right? And what, God. again, I think, guys, the premise around this, what we're saying is staging people yeah. exactly of they are an active client, but if now they're an active client, and you say you have no follow up to that client. Are they, you know, what what are you doing there? You get what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. what is the what is the strategy to staying in front of that active client? Because then that's where even some people drop the ball. Hey, I have their listing, you know, listed. Cool. That's a six months and it's terminated. When are you talking what, to what, that person yeah, exactly. <laughs> just randomly when they hit you up? And then that that's the reactive approach instead of the proactive approach of being on top of it and mm-hmm. saying, hey, these things are going to happen over the next six months. And instead of the agent or the the seller saying, hey, you know, it's been a month now. You haven't talked to me. Yeah. I haven't really ha- seen anything happen with my house. What's happening next? Yeah, you're setting up expectations, and I always ask people that a lot of the times. It's like, okay, cool, I get it. You got them under contract. Not under contract. You got them under buyer's representation or seller, whatever. You got the listing agreement. But now what do you do with that lead? You got to get them under contract. You don't take your foot off the gas. You just keep going. You look, act- you actively look for them. Now you have set yourself up 
to being their person. They trust you enough to say, listen, I'm locked in with you. You're locked in with me. It's so fucking easy to break a buyer's representation. Like, the more and more that I've been in this, it's so easy to say, I don't want to work with that person anymore. Can I go ahead and back out of this? And, like, we're mm-hmm. like, yeah, of course. But the thing is, though, is if you're doing everything right by them and you're actively showing them homes and you're sending them properties, there's going to be no need for them to do that. Yeah. But, I mean, if you have that with them, like, you need to have a plan of action. You don't just say, perfect, I got it. Now we just let them sit there and look for homes and they hopefully they find something that they love and they send it to me. That's not what you do. It's not what you do at all. So I know you wanted to stay away from this, but I think over the next, you know, couple of weeks, we're going to be giving a lot of, you know, good strategies out to people and even educational pieces, guys, that you'll be able to download and take on with yourself. And so what I mean by that is I, I love Travis has an analogy that I don't want him to just to give it out to you. But a lot of understanding these different buckets is how kind of you live your life yourself. So you as a person, what do you do? And then what I mean is like, <laughs> how do I keep it around it, Trav? How do we, we have to, we have to explain it, man. No, I get it. And it's, I mean, it comes down to the same thing as what we said is like keeping just general. So, I mean, you have a home. Yeah. You have a home in your, you have a home. Yeah. Then on your home, you have just different parts of your land, right? You have different parts of your land. So like I have multiple ponds on my property. Okay. I have different fish in each part of that, like each part of the land. Right. So I might have salmon over here. I might have fucking goldfish over here. I might have anything over tuna here. tuna what are, what's another fish we got swordfish over here right <laughs> we got swordfish over here okay but the thing is though is when you're looking at these pieces parts of the like these different ponds on your land you want to figure out what you're going to actually have to do with them and what so you I, feed to them yeah what, what you feed to them, them. Yeah. so like for instance like if i'm going to go over here to the swordfish i know that i'm only going to get swordfish from this right yeah. but the thing is though is i need to kind of keep at it and i need to conversate with this like you know what i mean yeah. i need to make sure that i'm like nurturing this to the point where it might go into a different pond or i might take it and home maybe does the swordfish does better with the tuna the tuna exactly. does better with the salmon <laughs> exactly exactly so you're mixing and matching different ponds and things but the thing is though is at the end of the day the end result is the same you're yeah. going to take it home and you're going to eat it yeah. right like that's yeah. that's the end goal but the thing is though is it has to move around your database at a certain point it just doesn't come in your database stay in one stage one pond forever and ever and ever you are going to have to be like proactive with your database. You're going to yeah. have to stay in action by moving people around in different spots. Even though you said before, like there's so many different stages that you could do, like under like under contract, appointment set, appointment met, showing property. You, you know can create I mean? a stage for every different kind of person if you want, but exactly. that would you never the thing know is, what the next step is on that. So confusing. Your <laughs> database should be so yeah. simple yeah. that anybody can come in, any like experienced agent, any inexperienced agent, green as can be, and I can explain it to them in 30 seconds. Or the mindset can be, hey, I only have 50 people. Okay, so what are you going to do one day when you have a thousand? Exactly. It's always looking the end, in, you know, the end in the mind and saying, hey, like you, you say that you're building this database now and you doing it this way and you do it so well and I get it's the old school way, but now you're getting up to the numbers of competing with some of these larger teams and you have these tremendous amount of leads and you're like, uh... I couldn't do what I originated, you know, what I originally wanted to do. Well, the thing that sucks the most, and I say it to a lot of people, is like, cool, you have 250 people in your database. Like, that's going to suck for you because you can't even handle 250 people. What's going to happen 10 years down the line when you have 2,000 leads in your database? Yeah. Like, you got to just be able to understand your system and what you built, but just have a system in itself. So, I mean, the data segmentation portion of all of it is just making sure that you have a clear line of who you talk to, when you talk to them, and what you do with them, or what you send them. Yeah. Like, as we said before, with the whole canary process, it's just a next step action. But the thing is, though, is a lot of these people don't even know what the next step is. Yeah. Like, that's really what the hard part is for some of them. And guys, and some of the actionables we said is, okay, set up some of those different pawns that you think you could fit, you know, leads into, and that me- might be... Hey, leads that I've never had contact with and I've never had, you know, any communication with. I've never really gotten much from them, but I have bought this lead. That can be a database that, guess what? 
you don't know what strategy is going to work with those, but some sort of communication and using chat, you know, chat GBT or AI to come up with a segment of text messages and emails that will go out to those people consistently. Exactly. Then there's another bucket. Hey, okay, there's people that you may be working with that you're consistently working with that you always want to be around and they're investors and different things. Guess what? You're going to go create different templates and text templates for how to communicate to those people, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's the people that are always kind of in the middle. Hey, I'm working with them, but I'm not working with them. If someone reached out, they would be confused. If I didn't watch out, they wouldn't be confused. They know how I talk. Okay, well, then go ahead and create another bucket and more text messages that come from your point of view of how you would sound when you're talking to people. Exactly. But even in there, there's still going to be people inside those buckets. Like I said, that you're going to have different like different tags and things. It's like these people bought in Heather Glenn. These people bought Mm -hmm. on the waterway. You know what I mean? Like getting more specific with it. But you still want to make sure you take an active approach to your database. I mean, that's just what it's going to come down to more and more. It's just like you can't let these people just sit here. You got to make sure they're constantly getting listing alerts. You got to make sure that they're constantly getting what they need. You're you're feeding it. You're feeding your database because the thing is, is like the more that you start going through it, like you're going to make yourself more successful because those people start to come back. And I say it all the time to people. It's like, I don't actually even set appointments anymore because I don't even out, actually make outbound calls because everybody's calling me. They are already expecting to talk to me. They know who they're going to buy with because yeah. of the constant communication of them with it. Yeah. And so. I, I think that that's, that's huge, man. So um, appreciate you being able to segment and understand the segmenting of a database. I think, again, we're going to continue to keep diving in. We're going to show standpoints of what it means, you know, to have these words coming, worlds coming from like a CEO standpoint, from, you know, other different, from an agent standpoint. But I think a lot of the strategy, Travis, that you're diving into, no matter what, is again, you have to, the more you continue to keep doing things, you'll find the next step and the next thing to say, right? Yeah, There's of sometimes of, hey, and guys, everybody's like, well, Ryan, Travis, you guys do it because you, you know, you're geniuses. What the fuck does that mean? Like we've done it so Dude, many single time, so many <laughs> times though, and we've do you know we've di- like we've dove into it and been able to do it consistently for so many times that we found and we freaking failed, guys. We've gotten millions of stops go fuck yous, but that's why we went back and created another template. And how do you disarm somebody, right? Like you guys are all saying, there's so many different inform- ways to informally learn and create your database. If you're actively wanting to inform yourself, you will find a strategy that works. I think that's when you and I are blown away. You know, to, to complete this office, everybody's getting in, we're teaching people and we're giving them what we believe in. But we're saying, when someone comes in and goes, hey, Travis, we kind of figured out this way and we've done it. Th-, and you're like, Fuck yeah. yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we, had a, we just had another client that literally just sent an email. He's like, hey, they know what to do with their top 50. They don't want to mess with it. And I'm like, hey, that's fantastic. If they have a process that works for them when it comes to the people that they're closest to them, continue it. I said, we'll run the back end of things when it comes to the leads. They don't know who the fuck they are. Exactly. Like, we will we will handle that. As long as you guys just stick to a process. If someone's stuck to it, we're never going to say anything about it. But again, if you tell me, hey, I've only done this for three days. Yeah, and I think it's going to be the best thing ever. Like, how will we use the proven method that's been doing for a couple of years? And then we can kind of incorporate your shit more and more. So, yeah, I get it for sure. But, well, anyway, everybody, I appreciate you guys hanging out and talking with us about data segmentation and then the rabbit hole of everything else. So, um, if you guys have any questions, feel free to subscribe to the podcast. Um, hit the click the bell. Kick, yeah, that's a, yeah, click the bell. Kick it. Click it. Kick it. Kick it. And then go ahead and uh, give us a five star review or a one star review. I don't fucking care. Um, end of the day. I- I'm Travis Halverson. I'm Ryan Netter. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs>